NFL Week 9 is looking like one of the ugliest slates in NFL fantasy football history, but who cares? We got to still keep building lineups. So today, I'm going to hand build a lineup. I'm going to optimize some lineups. I'm going to simulate some lineups. Going to hit an underdog battle royale and build an underdog pickup. This is the Splash Play Fantasy Football Gauntlet, and I'm ready to hit it. I don't care how bad these games look. We got it. It's still fantasy football. This is fantasy football all year round on Splash Play. This is what we do. So last night, shitty game got some things right yesterday on the show so hopefully you guys did tail the things that were correct as always uh and, and not the things that were incorrect uh kyle phillips gotta tell you don't even know i said his name more than once <laughs> yesterday uh, but did get the kenny pickett parts right today though we dust ourselves off this is an ugly slate the good news for an ugly slate much like an ugly showdown yesterday is that you can find some opportunity to win a little bit more because of the fact there's just less points scored it is a lot harder to hit the nuts in a 300 point week than it is to hit it on a 170 five point week so uh that is something where still the same game obviously but i think it being uglier does benefit you overall i guess the overarching things that we have to talk about some chalky players that it looks like we will see this week alvin kamara being one of them this matchup for him going against chicago chicago's run defense has quietly gotten a lot better over the last few weeks um it is a spot for them where they've also been okay but some injured guys coming back in has been a big part uh, they are adding some more talent, of course, via the trades. They're brilliant second-round trades to bring in Montez Sweat, who's not been that good on the year, uh, but is still theoretically an upgrade on what they've done in the past um, in terms of this defense. So should be things that should impact Alvin Kamara a little bit. What won't impact him, though, is the fact that this is still going to be a matchup where uh, should be a lot of passing opportunity on the year. We are seeing Chicago give up a .13 EPA on running back targets. Of course, a higher EPA on running back targets does mean it's just easy to get those little checkdowns for a guy like Kamara, who, as you see, last week had five targets but on the year we've seen games of upwards of 14 i mean this is a lot of targets that you can get for alvin kamara so i do think he is the one player uh which not a thing i would have thought i'd be saying to kick off videos earlier in the year uh he is the chalk i think you can trust this week alvin kamara will make my player pool here guy that i would have thought would not be that interesting to me in general but the price tag is very low. I don't know that I think this is a good play, uh, but I am certainly going to tout it right here. Mac Jones. What if Mac Jones <laughs> sees a bump here against the Washington defense that has given up huge games to pretty much every quarterback they have gone against? They have seen teams stay competitive. And this is a game for New England as well, where it's not that bad of a total for New England. I believe it's over 22 points in this game. So we're not as ugly as some of the other ones that are floating around out there. Washington, we know, can keep it competitive on their side, though uh, Sam Howell, I I think certainly as equally likely to throw the game away. It's a Patriots defense that is not very good, uh, but still could probably cause some problems for Sam Howell. That said, I'm going to the Mac Jones stack. I think this is an interesting way to do a single entry build, save a lot of money. Mac Jones will be the first guy in, and we will think about our receivers in a moment. Shouts to chat as always. Sammy's off today, so I can watch this live the best. Appreciate you, Sammy. Of course, appreciate all of you guys being here as always. And it's Sammy supporting on Mac Jones. So even more, Sammy, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, the pass catchers you could pair with them. The one that'll probably be chalky uh, will be Mr. Demario Douglas, a.k.a. Pop Douglas. He is Demario on the sites out here. Got seven targets last week. The stuff that stood out for me about Demario Douglas after digging in a little bit uh, with the Kendrick Bourne ACL injury. Demario Douglas on the year, so 15.7 routes per game, 0.15 EPA per every target he's getting. He's getting targeted 20% of the time that he's on the field, which actually is substantially higher than Juju Smith-Schuster has been targeted this year, only 12% of the time is he getting targeted when he's out there playing a snap. Uh, so that is something where I think Juju is a fine enough play as well if you are going to try to target this, this Patriots offense, if you're going to be a disgusting human being like I'm going to be here. But I think Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas, is going to be the guy 
I'm going to put in first here, $4,000 price tag. We are saving a lot of money to get some studs in. I think that works pretty well. Tight end. Uh, I think another situation here where I'm inclined to go to the double stack. Mac Jones could certainly run a little bit. Uh, 2.5 rushes per game. It felt like ran a little bit more last year, uh, but still uh, not enough rushing upside to feel confident about Mac Jones as an unstacked QB. A single stack, I think it'd be hard for him to get there. But if Mr. Hunter Henry gets back off the shine, he certainly can get there. A match for New England against tight ends uh, for Washington, rather, is going to be a 0.17 EPA allowed per target. Uh, so theoretically, could be some upside there. I think you'd make the case you could put Mac Jones at the Ramondre if you want. Ramondre, though, uh, this guy I have a hard time trusting in any sort of volume. Uh, so I'm not going to put in my single entry here. I think there's another running back we can get to who might be on that thumbnail. Uh, but this spot, I think Hunter Henry, a good redemption spot for him. Uh, so the usage has not been that great lately. Three targets last week. Uh, pretty much under five targets the last four weeks. But with no other wide receivers out there, I do think going to Hunter Henry makes some sense. Uh, just because he's a guy that's a professional route runner who can be out there doing some things that are useful against the Washington defense that doesn't defend much. So because he's shown a ceiling, because it's really just Pop Douglas, Juju, Hunter Henry, Ty Montgomery out there this week with Devontae Parker, also expected out uh, with a head injury. I think it's Hunter Henry to go to this week. All right. Did not do so hot. Really need a win. Don't we all, Mike? But yes, I, I'm with you. Unfortunately, played too many defenses on that slate, which is dumb because I said in the video, play less defenses, but I just couldn't get away from it with the Sims. Um, The only uh, piece of consolation for me last night was that the actual winning lineup wasn't even one that was in the player pool or in the field-generated uh, pool on the Stochastic Sims for me. So uh, that was solace that I couldn't have landed on the nuts lineup anyway, uh, but had a few that were kind of around different combos of it, but just had a defense in every single one. And that is, unfortunately, what everybody was playing. And when everybody's playing defenses, you don't play defense. That is a lesson that I very much know. Uh, yes, Stochastic is live also. Of course they are, but we got to, yeah, look, I, I understand I'm competing against a lot of things, but you know what? This is an independent mom and pop shop. If you come in here, you're getting the individual attention that frankly, Lofty and the boys can't give you at Stochastic. So watch them, watch me, watch them both at some point. That's what I would advocate for. That's true. Winning lineup did have DJ without Pickett, as I said would be the case yesterday. So I'm very good at sniffing these things out, guys. Just sometimes it doesn't lead to profitable days. Uh, but obviously the hope is that uh, you do compile enough of these kind of macro takes, these micro takes for a showdown slate together, and you'll get there sometimes. And uh, that was not the day for me yesterday, unfortunately. Running back. So another guy, I think this is a week where I'm going to pay up for two running backs. And I think Saquon Barkley is an interesting play for two reasons. Number one, Josh Jacobs is going to be very highly owned this week. Josh Jacobs, I think, in a pretty good matchup as well. Also going to have Antonio Pierce as a new head coach. And one tendency that I've observed over the course of time, guys like Josh Jacobs tend to get a little bit more work when there's a defensively minded, um, defensively minded coach out there because they think the defense can win them games. So they just want to keep the offense from turning it over, from making mistakes. That said, we have the push-pull of Aiden O'Connell being out there having to feed Devontae Adams to some extent. Devontae Adams has talked about how they're back to try and have fun out there now that Josh McDaniels is gone. But Josh Jacobs is going to be the chalk, allegedly, according to both ETR and Stochastic. Uh, Stochastic projecting him for, let's see, 22.6% uh, ownership. ETR projecting him for 30% ownership. So I think what you want to do is try to get leverage on Josh Jacobs. The way you get leverage on Josh Jacobs is playing the other running back in this game. Two running backs from the same game so rarely have outlier performances. And I do think that Saquon Barkley is in a pretty good spot. We've talked about he's up to 27 to 10 to touches per game on the year. Uh, last week, again, with the Tommy DeVito uh, filling in for Tyrod Taylor stuff, he got to 36 rushing attempts, five targets, 41 intended touches for Saquon Barkley last week, which the least efficient running back in football is Saquon Barkley. Of course, a negative 0.21 EPA per rush, negative 0.39 EPA per pass. If you can get 41 touches, 
it could be you out there running. You literally, the person watching this on YouTube, if you get 40 touches in an NFL game, I know there's the Twitter memes and all that, you can actually have a productive fantasy day if your team and things are going the right way. So Saquon Barkley being a shit running back, I don't care. 41 touches in this spot and leverage against the highest on running back in the slate. I'm going to Saquon Barkley here. So that's <laughs> really coming around on Sun Barkley lately. Yeah, again, 40 touches, 40 <laughs> Like that's like 1985 running back touches. We don't get that anymore. So I think that Saquon's a good play this week. The Q tag probably keeps the ownership down. And again, he's just direct leverage on Josh Jacobs. If we're going to see Josh Jacobs be chalk again, even though Josh Jacobs has, he had a game that's been usable once. Like he's had 16.8 fine for a showdown. All right. He did put up 28 points against the chargers. So that's, that's a bit unfair by me then but hasn't crested over 20 besides that one game against the Chargers. And yet there's going to be a third of the field on Josh Jacobs. Let God forbid he somehow ends up the guy that gets completely steamed up and ends up with 50% of the field on him. <laughs> like, I don't think so, man. I think Josh Jacobs is very dangerous chalk. And uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to read this one. I'll pull it up for everybody who watches YouTube. This is going to win up in the podcast feed as well. So sorry, podcast people, but I'm not going to read... Uh, <laughs> but it's there it's there if you need it all right other receivers that we can go to this week and again there are not a lot of them to love that said you know what we just made a bet against josh jacobs by going with saquon barkley why don't we really heavy up the bet on josh jacobs and go to a man that has cost me a lot of money this year a man that's costing me in best ball every single week a man that can't get there no matter what the slate is what the format is uh Devontae adams who 2.1 uh, fantasy points last time out of seven targets. I think we can hopefully blame Jimmy Garoppolo for that one. I believe the last time that he that, uh, Aiden O'Connell played was the Chargers game, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, did have 13 targets in that one. Showed 15.5 fantasy points. But there is a bigger ceiling in there. So we are going to go to Mr. Devontae Adams once again this week. I am going to keep chasing that my money <laughs> into a burning pit of Devontae Adams embers. But Devontae Adams, I think we've now doubly gotten leverage against Josh Jacobs. I'll still play some Josh Jacobs this weekend to be clear. But if this guy's going to be 30% owned, according like again, ETR is a very good ownership projection site. I do not want to be on 30% Josh Jacobs. So let's get a little bit different there. Be contrarian, pay up a wide receiver and, and play Adams, Brown, Lamb. Uh, not necessarily because people are taking a semi discount with Jacobs. So that's not really paying up all the way. Um, I mean, the Kamara part, people will be paying that one for sure. So if you combine the price tags there, people will be spending on average 8,100. Uh, plus 6,900. So they'll be spending 15K in salary at running backs. So I guess if you were to pay uh, off that 15K combined salary, or if you just do it with different running backs, uh, that'd be the best way to get leverage. But you don't necessarily like have to pay up at receiver. You could pay up a tight end or something. There's no, I don't think there's a chalk tight end this week people are going to be going to. Uh, Mark Andrews is a good play on the week though. So there you go. But nobody too highly priced. This is not a Travis Kelsey slate, of course. Chiefs playing the Dolphins in Berlin. So if you want to play the early Sunday morning showdown, you can do that. But I'm probably not going to be up in time and I'll be doing a stochastic stream when that kicks off. Uh, other wide receivers we can get to this week. Who's like, it, there's nothing that even resembles chalk at this point. Also worth pointing out, uh, obviously I'm playing up Pittman here. Playing Carolina should be a pretty good matchup for Jonathan Taylor slash Zach Moss this week. Uh, not sure I'm going to get to these guys in that lineup, but Carolina so bad run defense on the year. Um, obviously we did see uh, Kenneth Walker fail against them recently, but still just a matchup overall where they are not good, giving up a .03 EPA per rush attempt, uh, .01 EPA in the red zone rush attempts as well, 7% uh, touchdown rate on the year. Carolina's defense is just one that's pretty ripe for one of these guys to get there. And actually... Jonathan Taylor in the flex, maybe? Mm. 
Taylor. I mean, is Taylor involved enough or is it Zach Moss? Let's save that one. I think let's pick out our third receiver and that'll be kind of an important one. Bellinger might get some steam maybe as a cheap guy. I don't know. We'll see what the projections say in a sec. Uh, all right. Let's put, plug in one more receiver here. Let's see what we can do. Chris Olave against Chicago. I do kind of think that's interesting as well. Pretty good pass game matchup. Olave has had a ton of air yards on the year that have gone absolutely nowhere, and it just feels like he is due for a breakout game at some point. New Orleans, one of the highest totals on the slate as well, 25 implied points. And one way to decrease the ownership product for a guy like Alvin Kamara, who, again, we are putting in this lineup here, projected to be 22% owned or 23% owned by Stochastic, 29% uh, owned by ETR is the Alvin Kamara ownership projection. You can decrease the ownership product a little bit by playing another Saint. So you didn't have to fade Kamara, but if you cut him down with, again, an Olave, a Michael Thomas, uh, Taysom Hill, if you want to get really spicy with it, uh, that's certainly one way you can cut the uh, Alvin Kamara ownership down. So I'm going to do that here with Chris Olave. Well, probably not be a Jonathan Taylor build now. Let's get our defense in. Best defensive matchup is probably Browns against Clayton Toon. Uh, that's, you know, assuming that is going to be the case, it does look like it'll be Kyler Murray sitting out at least one more week and Clayton Toon being out. There was Josh Dobbs, of course, traded to the Vikings. Uh, 4,200, though, for a Browns D that I don't think it's putting up big point totals, are they? 16 points last week. If they're not really, they're like a good defense in terms of limiting the opponents or not a good defense in terms of like getting actual production. The irony is that they gave up 38 points in this game and that's their highest scoring defensive game of the year. It's pretty crazy. Um, all right. Other defenses go to cheap defenses. Of course, I'm always dying to go to a good cheap defense. Seahawks D against Lamar feels pretty tough. Bears D against New Orleans. We are not on that side. Rams D against old Jordan Love and the boys. Is this the week that they finally get something productive? Probably not. Let's see. Rams, 24% blitz rate, 19% pressure rate. Not doing a whole lot there. They're basically average. I mean, they're not great against pass defense, but neither is Jordan Love. Man, what if this is the Jordan Love breakout spot? I got to play some Jordan Love, <laughs> just in case it is. But I don't think the Rams D is my choice. Uh, we, we are playing... Giants, or we're playing Giants and Raiders, actual players from it, so we don't want to go there. You know, Green Bay going against a banged-up uh, Rams team, I guess at home, maybe uh, presumably some cold weather. Obviously nothing that we've heard about in a major way like the Denver game last week. Uh, but Green Bay, I feel like could be live to do some damage here. This is a low total for the Rams, 17.5 implied points. Stafford banged up. Uh, Cup having a down few weeks as well. Risky spot, but I don't really care because it's a cheap defense or cheapish defense. So that's what we're going to go there. Yeah, Giants D doesn't make the most sense. I don't. I wouldn't want to play a a player against my defense for like a main slate lineup. I don't think that's the most plus EV. Uh, all right, forty three hundred left, so we got to get somebody cheap in here. Oh, Charbonnet earning a role. Smith and Jigba, we do have currently banged up Lockett. Currently banged up Metcalf. I believe Metcalf missed practice yesterday. Lockett was limited in practice. That's kind of interesting, actually. All right, fuck it. JSN it is. This is going to be the final team here. Uh, Mac Jones, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Demario Pop, Douglas, Devontae Adams, Chris Olave, Hunter Henry, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and the Packers D. Let's put it in the huddle. 10K to first. This is my hand-built entry. And now let's see what the projections say. I could have done better. Let me refresh here to make sure they are all good. Always throwing one of your lineups in the three maxes. Well, good. I I mean, it's been a decent cash cash rate for the lineups. We're not winning anything, but uh, we are we are cashing pretty regularly with the hand belt lineups. So unfortunately, not last night because again, fucking defenses. Those goddamn defenses. Uh, all right, top projected players here. Not going to look at the Frankfurt slate. Ooh, fancy naming here by Stochastic. 
Not even Sunday AM Frankfurt. How juicy. Uh, top players here projection-wise, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts against Dallas. We do know that those have been some outlier passing games in the past. Gardner Minshew uh, strafing Dallas last year for a big game at the end of the year. So uh, definitely some upside there in Jalen Hurts. He's going to be low-owned. We will see in a moment. Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara. So he is projected like the QBs. That is going to be a nearly unfatal projection, I think, when we run the optimizer. Josh Jacobs, A.J. Brown. So Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, if this is low-owned, um, and it might be because people do fear that Dallas defense. Uh, pretty decent projections for those guys. Values. Giants D looking like a top value on the slate. So if you're not playing Josh Jacobs, playing Giants D, certainly a logical way to get leverage there. Uh, can certainly run bad for those guys as well. Uh, the Raiders, of course, a new coach there. Uh, new play calling, new, like everything is going to be new. And I think the guy they're going to have as a play caller doesn't have much of note. I believe he's an Adam Gase disciple. So if you really want to go, and that's never a good thing. You don't want to hear Adam Gase disciple as your offensive coordinator. Sorry to the many Raiders fans I'm sure watching the stream right now. But Giants D, I think, is live to be a solid play. Obviously, we went the opposite direction, uh, leaning into there being scoring there. Uh, but they are the top value play on the slate. Uh, Mac Jones, just win, baby. I think it's going to be the opposite for them the rest of the year. But could bode well because they are a team, I think, that should have their first-round pick, right? So, Or did they trade that away for Adams? I, I, I would assume they were probably out of the clear on that. If they have their first-round pick, they should absolutely be tanking right now because they need a QB. Uh, I don't think Aiden O'Connell's a long-term answer. Demario Douglas, a top value. So we got him in there. Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr. Uh, nothing too crazy with what we are seeing with this stuff. And again, I, I don't know why I'm copying it again. Ownership projections from Stochastic. I think they're probably not updated again recently. Alvin Kamara, top projected own guy. Josh Jacobs at number two. CD Lamb coming off the big game at number three. I don't, I feel like that's a mistake. I don't want to target this Philadelphia defense. Yeah, I also don't believe that CeeDee Lamb's going to get priced up coming off one big game. People are going to chase it that much. Tony Pollard, too. If this, if this is accurate, like I would just take the Dallas side out of the equation. I think CeeDee Lamb's been playing off his, like out of his mind lately, but he's just getting 8.6 and 10 to touches per game. And that includes 0.6 of a rush per game. He's just not, like he's not a guy that should be paying, you know, you should be paying 8,200 for, even though obviously he would have smashed that price last week. Um, to me, that was like an outlier week. I don't think that's a spot to go to. Tony Pollard, though, again, chalk. I find it hard to believe he'll be chalky after what he's done the last six weeks of the season, uh, let alone what he did as chalk last week. Saquon Barkley, 20% as well. Uh, there we go. So there's a lot of guys here who are going to be highly owned over 20%. And Rashad White, not too far behind going against Houston, who historically a pretty hospitable uh, run game matchup this year. Uh, not so much. Negative 0.08 EPA per rush allowed uh, by the Houston D. Uh, they are missing tackles at a pretty high rate, 19% missed tackle rate, uh, but an 18% tackle for loss rate, which is pretty good. So I guess kind of a boom bust spot for a guy like Rashad White, who I think tends to err on the bust side a little bit more. All right, let's go to the fantasy crutch here. I already preloaded the optimizer, so we are going to see uh, what the top optimized lineups here. Of course, no stacking involved, uh, just all this stuff. So we have the top projected lineup looks like this one with Jalen Hurts, Chuba Hubbard, Alvin Kamara, Wandale, Chris Olave, Demario Douglas. Oh, you know what? I didn't upload the projections. That's why. Or did I? No, I guess I did. Huh. Fuck, I guess I'm just baffled by this lineup. But okay, Demario Douglas makes it in. You can see the guys that mathematically are getting into a lot more lineups over on this side. Alvin Kamara made 100 out of, uh, or 100% of the lineups here, 25 out of 25. Josh Jacobs, 100% of the lineups, 25 out of 25. Demario Douglas, 100% of the lineups. So it does feel like those three guys, again, same thing we talked about yesterday with the showdown video, 
When a guy comes up to get, or when groups of guys rather come up that easily naturally in the projections, that just means the field's going to be forced to go to them a little bit more than they even realize. So I would think there's going to be a lot of Kamara Jacobs backfields this week, and <clears throat> certainly not a surprise to see it. Does seem like projections don't push us towards Saquon. So uh, does a lot of ownership go in Saquon's way based on what the stochastic data has, as well as the ETR data? Actually, what does what does ETR have for Saquon? So fucking congested. Uh, 20 implied or 20% projected ownership for Saquon by ETR and also 20% by stochastic kind of wonder if that's going to be lower. Um, cause people are going to go to Kamara at the same price point. People go to Jacobs. I don't think they're going to also play Saquon. So I think that 20% mark for Saquon might be a little bit too aggressive. So, uh, that's something that I would say jumps out as well from the projections. Patriots D coming up a lot. Packers D coming up a lot. So I guess I'm not alone there. Projection wise, a uh, tight end, you're getting Hawkinson or bust. Hawkinson, if we see Jaron Hall start, is a pretty risky play. Uh, if we see Josh Dobbs start, I guess also kind of a risky play, though I think a guy like Josh Dobbs, who is a vet coming into this offense, is probably going to do a lot of checkdowns to Hawkinson whenever he does play. So if Hall's going, I think this Hawkinson chalk is not good. If it is a guy like uh, Dobbs going, if it, a guy like Dobbs, if it's Dobbs going, uh, I think that Hawkinson is a much better play. So something to watch here because the projection is definitely forcing you on Hawk a little more than I would want to see. All right, Sims, let's see what they have here. I guess I didn't start the Sims. So let's run that here. And while the Sim gets going, guys, please make sure to subscribe down below. Please hit the like button. Please leave a comment if you're watching after the fact. I always reply. And of course, hit the join button as well if you want all the data that I look at, the EPA metrics, also the routes per uh, targets per route numbers, all the stuff that you would expect uh, to see on my matchup sheet. I do drop that every Saturday morning here on for the Splash Play family here, the people who are hitting the join button for $4.99 a month down below. So please do that and uh, please get in the mix. Also, hey, listen to Sammy. For all the squirters out there, yes, please hit that like button. Scastic Sims are sick. That is also true. Sammy dominating the chat today. <laughs> Sammy is my one pal, my co-host for today. Uh, but obviously, always appreciate seeing new names in the chat, too, as well as our seasoned veterans of the Squirt Squad. So thank you guys for hanging out with me today on this fine Friday for one of the ugliest slates, again, we will have all year. But still money. Money's still green on ugly slates. I can tell you that. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Stochastic Sims, what it does is it tries to generate 10,000 lineups and has them compete against each other 40,000 times. So that is what it's doing right now live. And that's also why I sometimes try to do it before the show to save on this, this crunch of filling air. Here, I'll throw the football. Woo! Woo! Uh, woo! Look, look, look at this great form. A young Will Levis, many have called me. <laughs> you're all good, Sammy. It's okay. It's uh, The chat's quiet today, so you can dominate as much as you want. I feel like whenever Tyler's not around, the chat's always just a little more, anybody can step up and take lead. So I, I respect the Lord of the Flies approach to the chat always. All right, let's see what the Sims give us here. <clears throat> and of course, you can play these lineups if you want. You pause your screen right now and you can grab all of them if you please. Of course, the data does move around over the course of a weekend, so keep that in mind. I would certainly try to get the most updated for, uh, data for yourself and get the Sims for yourself if you can from Stochastic. Uh, but let's see, top, oh no, top simulated lineup, Bryce Young, Alvin Kamara, Chuba Hubbard, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Wandale, Dalton Schultz, Saquon Barkley, and Giants. So Saquon makes it in as a positive. This Bryce Young stack, less of a positive. Uh, all right. I mean, they're going against Indy, who does give up a lot of big plays, a lot of explosive plays on the year. Zero flat EPA per dropback allowed, zero flat EPA per pass allowed, 0.03 EPA allowed in red zone passes. I guess it's not a bad matchup. I certainly don't want to live and die by Bryce Young stacks, but Adam Thielen having kind of a down week last week. Maybe the ownership comes down a little bit. Stochastic projecting him for 11%. ETR projecting Thielen for 19%. So <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know that I trust that one that much. 
Uh, but let's favorite the top 150 and see what the exposures would look like across an entire portfolio. Alvin Kamara, 66% exposure. So Sims saying that Kamara is good chalk. I would agree. Obviously, you know, it's always all relative, but I would say relative to the two chalk plays of the week with Kamara and Josh Jacobs, I think Kamara is the better chalk out of the two by a pretty wide margin. Demario Douglas, Josh Jacobs. Again, Jacobs coming up a lot. I am less secure in that one. Chuba Hubbard is a value play going, yeah, all right, going against Indianapolis. I don't think it's that great of a match for Chuba Hubbard. The usage is pretty good. Snap count coming up from pretty good. I don't love, it's like it's an okay price tag for Chuba. I think he's a little overprojected. I don't know that I would trust Chuba as much as it looks like the field's going to. It's about 17 to 18% ownership projected for him. Uh, Chuba, TJ Hawkinson, Olave. All right, Olave popping in. Surprised by that one. Highest leverage players and wants to get more than the field of. Again, Kamara, Douglas, Jacobs. So it is really pushing you towards the chalk this week in terms of what the value plays are. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. I guess there is kind of an obvious construction and it's something like Kamara, Jacobs, Pop Douglas, Hawkinson, Baby Chuba and the flex. Uh, actually, let me go back and see that really fast. Are we getting a lot of running back flex? Yeah, Jacobs flex, Jacobs flex, Jacobs flex. All right, so that's one thing you can do to get unique this week is to not play three running backs or to at least not play these same three running backs that are obvious values. Uh, Kamara, Jacobs, Chuba Hubbard coming up a lot here. Even uh, Ramondre make it in. Good for him. It looks like 25 out of 25 lineups have a running back in the flex. So that is one thing that uh, when you see like a kind of a projection-based macro build happening a lot, uh, that's something I do try to avoid where I just can put a wide receiver in the flex, put a tight end in the flex. Um, or if it's tight end week, you can put a running back or a wide receiver in the flex. Like anytime there's like a particular bill that people are being pushed to a little bit more, um, I say I think just trying to avoid that is like a, a structural thing you're doing everywhere. So running back flex everywhere, Chuba, Jacobs, Kamara everywhere. Uh, that stands out as things that you can move around. And again, I'd move around Chuba. I'd move around Jacobs. I'd probably be less inclined to move around Kamara because I think this is a, probably a week where he gets 10 to 15 targets would be my guess. Obviously, that's a pretty bold projection, but that would be my guess. So you're one of the few people with me who have a Douglas team in BBM. I, I do indeed. I don't know where you guys are finding this data. I did see um, the funny thing. Check out Pete's email. Of course, the PO box, my podcast partner, Pete Overzet. Of course, we are taking, we're separated right now. <laughs> we're taking our time apart for the season because Pete's got to do his paid stuff and splash play right now is a labor of love gig, not one we're making a ton of money off of. Uh, but Pete, uh, the irony, of course, Pete's crushing. I think it's like a 20% advance rate in BBM this year. But I saw in his PO box email where he broke down show by show where he's advancing the most. He's only advancing two of our splash play co-drafted head-to-head lineups. I'm advancing five, and I'm, I'm advancing so many less teams. I have an 11% advance rate. So a funny thing to tie together there. But Pete doing a great job, of course, with all the content he's doing still. And I miss hanging out with him. I miss just chatting with my pal Pete. We've exchanged a few texts all here and there, but nothing too crazy. Uh, but definitely one of those things where I don't know why I brought my A game this year in Pete drafts. <laughs> Fucking nowhere else uh, with all, of course, the, the great AR exposure that I have. But let's do it, guys. Battle Royale Week 9, of course. This is the second last stage in our fantasy football gauntlet. Of course, I have some room here if you want to do a Q&A. What the fuck? Why does it keep doing this to me lately? You know my location. My location is the same location it has been since the dawn of time. What is this shit? All right, hold on. Let's refresh. It even says it knows my location right here. Like this is this thing says this site can access your location. Oh, if we have to skip the battle royale this week, I'll be very sad. I've been cashing the battle royales on the reg. On the reg. All right, there we go. We're in battle royale. 
Play on Underdog, guys, or sometimes you run into location issues, but for the most part, you have a great time. Of course, use that promo code SPLASH on Underdog for your pickums, uh, for your Battle Royales, for whatever you want to play. A lot of fun tournaments with guys like Numi and, of course, Hope Bishop over there working on the inside, trying to bring user-friendly tournaments into the mix. Uh, you can do that for yourself at Underdog. Play on there. And, of course, the deposit match is now not what just $100, what it was all summer. It's now a $500 deposit match for your new sign-up. So take advantage of that. Of course, a great way to build your bankroll, a great way as well to get some money in for a playoff best ball, which I'm sure we will be back in the streets of for Splash Play here. But lots of fun things on there. And again, I really do think that uh, to give them a lot of credit, like I think Numi and Hope with whatever role they've been given, which I think underdog just given players uh, roles like that, I think is really cool. Uh, but they are doing a lot more friendly tournaments out there, rake back on the dog bowl stuff. So check it out, of course. I've been not doing great ads for underdog because frankly, the big push for us here on Splash Play is in the best ball season. Uh, but obviously, Underdog does a great job year-round, and you should be playing on there if you can. A lot of time, though. That's the tough part. It's like 150 max in Battle Royale. I did 150 max uh, D, uh, DFS tournament on DraftKings like incredibly fast. I don't have I don't have 150 max in a Battle Royale time. All right. I don't even know what this con. Not as good as probably, though. I agree. I agree. UD saving Spags money since 2023. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> not without best ball manias going this year. They're not saving me any money. DraftKings, of course, the official home of Chris Spags. If I win the Millie Maker, uh, that's saving me a lot of money. All right, what are we doing here? Oh, we get Kamara. All right, I'll take Mr. 101 Alvin Kamara. No issue with that. Um, I think Kamara is certainly a player, a little bit less value on a site like Underdog because it is half point PPR. The touchdown equity is still pretty good. And I think the worst case scenario is it gives you a usable game here on the Battle Royale. Uh, may not be a, a ceiling player you need, but who gives a shit? If you ever punt stack in Battle Royale, I mean, it'd probably be Mac Jones. Uh, like I'm, I'm Mac Jones for punt and everything. I think he is the the punt QB of the week. Uh, that said, Battle Royales, like frankly, I haven't. This is, I only do one on the stream every week. I'm not actually doing a lot in my private time, so um, that's why I certainly encourage you guys if you want like the meta, the ways to win Battle Royales and stuff. Like watch the Badge Bros. I think they they're very much in the streets every day, working to get better at it. Like for me, it's like this is just a fun thing I do. If I were in the toilet, I would put a Battle Royale in. Um, but you know, that's, it's different strokes for different folks. And certainly people who are the, the shitter game players, like I would advocate for, uh, they certainly have their battle Royale wins as well. So go for it. How to pick them up in fantasy scary. We're talking about Mac Jones. <laughs> if you, yeah, it's scary. Look for Mac. I don't know that it's going to be a multi-week thing where I'd expect big upside. If he's going to do it. And I, this unfortunately has not worked out a lot where the, if he's going to do it, it's this week's spot. Like, of course I said that about the Packers with Jordan love, uh, going against the Broncos. I've said that like, it's happened a lot this year where the guy, if he's going to do it, it's this week and the guy doesn't do it. But if Mac Jones is going to do it, like it's this week at 4,900 uh, with really cheap guys stacked with him against the commander's D that is incredibly hospitable and also gotten worse. Like, uh, I, I don't know how he handle that. I think he's too cheap. I think that entire stack is too cheap for that. I have a white badge, but I like your red one better. I'm on my way. Yeah, I've had the red one for a while, and it kind of sucks because there's like nothing else to build to. Like I don't even if I got the goat horns for winning something, like I don't want goat horns. I like that my that my Labrador mascot is wearing a little USC Trojan style thing. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what the, they need to give you new badge levels. I think that's where we are in the game. Uh I might just I think I'm just gonna play the same team I was playing <laughs> that I hand built, which is sometimes my issue in these that I just like the guys that I like. But Devontae Adams, again, we're getting leverage against Josh Jacobs, who went two picks before. A squeaky wheel narrative for sure is still in play for Devontae Adams. And I think, too, if you're Aiden O'Connell, like you feed Devontae Adams this week just to get on his good side to not be the one he throws under a bus. To give yourself any shot of winning this job and then maybe not drafting another QB, I still think they will. Aiden O'Connell, not a high pedigree guy, also a little bit old. 
Uh, but I think like you feed Devonte Adams to accomplish that. So we'll see. All right. I mean, Hawkinson we just saw was a really strong play on the other side. I have my reservations about Hawkinson as a play, but there's not another elite tight end. I mean, I guess if we go the Mac Jones way again, we could do that. Let's just take Hawkinson. I think this is a pretty big discrepancy between like what the optimizer was pushing us towards. Obviously, different point scoring, uh, different salary kind of constraint, different structure and all that. But these are like top projected guys uh, besides Adams <laughs> who are going for pretty cheap. So I'm willing to take this one here. Okay, UD long overdue on more badges. I think they just don't want to like make another, you know, chasm between people uh, because like there's already like, you know, some resentment, I think, towards badges from the casual users out there who don't have a badge. I don't know. At least I've kind of sensed that from some of the stuff that I've seen on the internet. Uh, but maybe that's the logic why. But they're also like, you know, the Gladiator program and all that. Like they're definitely catering to the diehards as well. So uh, I don't know. Do some market testing, underdog. <laughs> Find out if people want more badge levels because I would like to have like a, a nice colorful badge. Like, give me, give me a sparkly badge. I've spent fucking like 15k 20k on the underdog platform which i know is less than some people out there but i've spent a lot of money on underdog like i want a sparkly badge that's all i want can't stop clicking pits this week hmm yeah not a great matchup going against minnesota but that sometimes doesn't matter uh, the pits thing for me is just like pits splitting with uh with johnny smith i don't know if the upside is ever really going to be there in a major way for uh, for a guy like pits uh how old is aiden o'connell i believe he's like 25 uh, maybe 24, 25. He's not like, you know, like AR just turned 21 this year. I think Stroud, similar boat. You know, Connell's 25. Uh, and his birthday, yeah, he turned 25 September 1st. So that's definitely old for a rookie QB. That's why guys like Stetson Bennett, like Stetson Bennett was technically a world beater. He's also like small and whatever. And he clearly has some other issues that he he's not playing football this year. Uh, that said, like, that's why Stetson Bennett, guys like that, don't become like highly touted prospects because like him, Clayton Toon, um, Jake Hayner, those guys are all just like a little bit old, um, which is part of why they were so good in college. We want more badges. All right. If Carlos says it. Who am I to disagree? All right. So we have Metcalf likely out or any trending towards being out. McLaurin. Swift. Kenneth Walker losing his role potentially. Can Gus Edwards keep it going? Let's scroll the fuck down. Let's see what the badge bros say. We're going to scroll down and get Gus Edwards here. Why not? Who am I to look Gus Edwards in the face and say, you're not valid? I think he's valid. Two straight weeks. I mean, at least on you know full point PPR over 20 fantasy points. I think on underdog too. I think he's been over 20 as, as well. I can't click him here. What the fuck? All right, whatever. Uh, Let's see. New England. Fuck it. Let's play the hits, guys. It's Pop Douglas week. <laughs> I think somebody in the chat asked me about Douglas earlier, too. And I like, I hadn't fully, when they asked, I was like, why did somebody ask about Pop Douglas? And I didn't put together the Kendrick Bourne ACL stuff and the Devontae Parker concussion stuff uh, into, into my head yet. I think Mario Douglas is a smash play this week. <laughs> like, um, he's what he's what people want Tyquan Thornton to have been. And I think, you know, he's also like a professional receiver. A lot of great reviews from him in camp. Um, I don't know that he's great for the battle royale format. I think I might have made a stupid play there because, like, there are still legit receivers out here. Like, McLaurin, Cooper, and I went to Pop Douglas. Maybe a little bit stupid, <laughs> but we did it. Never forget Whedon, first round 28 year old. Yeah, that was like, I mean, again, the team's no better now for the most part. But yeah, that was back in the day where they were just like, yeah, he, he was good in college. Chris Wanky, come on down, man. Doesn't matter. You're only going to play in the NFL for two years. 
Just come, come on in. Doesn't matter. You could run for president. 35 years old. Just come on in. Play some QB. Think Taylor Heineke changed anything meaningful for Atlanta. He did look better uh, last week than Ritter did. 0.16 EPA per dropback, 0.22 EPA per pass, 10 intended air yards per target, so he's getting it downfield. Drake London's banged up. Uh, he should make it better. I think he should make it better for the pass catchers. But, like, he's never been big ceiling guy. Like, he, you know, he created some good days from, uh, from McLaurin last year. So I think that he can create it for one of them. But I would think the guy's Drake London. And if London's banged up, I don't know that I have the most faith there. It's not a great matchup either against Minnesota. Minnesota's defense has quietly gotten a little bit better. But they are pretty bad under 20 air yards targets. 0.14 EPA allowed in those plays. Uh, also, 77% completion rate allowed. So he can really like get them you know, to death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. Uh, who would benefit from that? I guess that would be Pitts that benefits. So to, to our guy Charles's chat, um, like it's Pitts and Sean who's still cutting off, you know, some of the Pitts upside. But I think Pitts is like an okay play. And London, if he's healthy and can get out there, like he's still an okay play as well. But I don't know who else you trust. Like you're gonna trust Van Jefferson and his role? I don't think so. He's been terrible on the year too. All right, QB. So we can either take Aiden O'Connell or we could take Mac Jones. <laughs> really put myself in a fun spot here. I think it's Mac Jones week. Uh, Whedon's 40 years old now. Good. I guess that wasn't that far in the past. I mean, like, well, fuck. 12 years really does fly by when you're when you're getting old. Mac Jones, come on down. This team, I've been cashing, like, I think every single week of these battle royales. I think that streak comes to an end here with Mac Jones as my QB. Uh, two running backs, Alvin Kamara, Gus Edwards, wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Demario Douglas, TJ Hawkinson. That is going to be our plays here at the position. And again, use that promo code SPLASH and underdog as we head to the world of Pickums. Pickums here. Uh, Kamara, let's look at the receiving props because I think right away uh, this is one that I'm curious about. Oh, no, fuck. Hold on. We don't want the screen to be that big. I need to get my, my probably window open so I could check the market lines in real time. And, of course, you can do that as well at probably.com. Uh, check it out, of course. It is for free right now. We're going to be launching our paid products soon that allow you to actually sort by most profitable bets. That's going to be a big change for the Probably app. Uh, but basically, what it does, it gives us the top of market probabilities from some of the winningest sportsbooks around the world. That's uh, so what we do at Probably. And then we evaluate live uh, legal U.S. sportsbook opportunities off of that. So it is a tool that we that I've been building with one of my best friends since high school. We worked at Amazon, worked at Macy's, worked at Cabbage, uh, was acquired by Amex, all these big sites out there. Um, He's been building this product for 18 months. It's out there now and it's free. So go to probably.com, P-R-O-B-L-Y.com. A uh, shout out to the here. We got the member chats here. Mac Jones, Sammy excited here. Buffalo guy excited for a New England guy. We love to see it. And Tyler here, can't wait to be a Squirt Squad member celebrating 69 months. Will he last that long? I'm going to be here. I promise I will always be here. And actually, I have something I've been meaning to do for the members of the channel. So again, great reason to hit the join button down below. Um, I'm actually going to start at the end of episodes putting up everybody as a member because I've seen a lot of YouTube channels that I like doing that because I want to get like, I I feel like in season there's less stuff for people to bother me about besides the data sheet. Uh, so I want to make sure to give back to you guys there. So I'm actually going to start putting at the end a thank you to everybody who is a channel member. Uh, so if that, if that entices you, if you want to be featured at the end of videos, hit that join button. We're going to start doing that on Monday. Uh, all right. Receptions for Kamara. We have, okay. So we actually don't have a reception prop for him. What do we have in terms of other props? Because I really think, Rushing plus receiving, I can get there. All right, 56.5 rushing yards higher, which is the market line as well. 53% hit rate on under. I hate taking unders on splash play, I have to admit. 
Hmm. What other Kamara markets are out there? 61.5, 33.5 receiving. We don't have that stuff. All right. I think we're going to do under on 56.5 rushing yards. I do think that Kamara is going to have a tough time running the ball. I think he's going to have a better time catching the ball. I would like to bet on him getting receptions in this one, but it does seem like those markets are down uh, both overall. I can't find it on probably and can't find it here on underdog either, but here we go. And again, the underdog pick thing, the thing you need to know if you are betting any pickums. number one, you benefit the most by doing a five-leg pick because that is what gets the implied probability the lowest. Uh, number two, if you do have a five-leg pick you want to have them to each have an implied probability of a little bit under 50 55%. That's going to give you the best shot at actually winning a pick over the course of time. So bets that have a 55% chance of hitting, if you find it priced certainly on a site like probably where we have the probability numbers right there, or if you go anywhere else, like you can calculate a no vig calculator and all of that. Uh, but that's what you should be looking for in time that you build the pick slip. You are worth more. Thank you for the super chat, Sammy. I, I look, that's why I can never be mad at you, Sammy. You can dominate whatever chats you want when I'm here. Um, all right. Other guys that we like this week. Do you think there's any do you think there's any Douglas lines? No, we have oh, we have DeMario Douglas 41 and a half. Does DeMario Douglas have a line in the markets? Let's see. New England. 41 and a half feels a little aggressive. Gonna get there like five yards at a time. But I don't know how I could avoid <laughs> the pop magic. <laughs> the biggest DeMario Douglas guy. 29% of over uh, percent chance of over 0.5 touchdowns is what I'm seeing for DeMario Douglas. Do not see a receiving prop that we have a credible probability on at probably right now. But fuck it. You know, it's splash play. <laughs> Higher on Pop Douglas here. 41.5 receiving yards. It's Pop Douglas week. And of course, one thing you can do if you are in an underdog pick him, uh, you can bet Tyus Jones props out the ass, apparently. Tyus Jones, the king of Washington, uh, getting all these prop lines. We can get Mac Jones in here as well. Mac Jones, what is his touchdown line? 0.5 interceptions. He doesn't have a touchdown line. All right, Mac, give me a good prop. Mac Jones, over 0.5 interception. Oh, no. Mac Jones, over 0.5 interceptions is a 53% probability. Oh, that's pretty close to a bet you should take on underdog. All right, so Mac Jones, look, here's the good thing. Fantasy-wise, he could still sling it, right? The bad news is, like, he's probably going to throw a pick. <laughs> so Mac Jones, 0.5 interceptions, higher on that one. Again, wish it were 55%. It is not. Uh, so we are going to go that way for our Mac Jones prop. Uh, boy, market's maybe not the most favorable. 221.5 uh, passing yards is the market line that I'm seeing for Mac Jones. It was a 50% probability, and that was last updated 1044. So, yeah, that's pretty fresh. All right, well fuck Mac Jones. I've been killed by worse than Mac Jones. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, who else do we love this week? Saquon. Again, I do like to build these pickup slips off of guys that I feel the most strongly about. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it does not. Again, the great, the great uh, week. That was the uh, one with Jordan love that did not work out that well for me. Uh, but let's see what the Barkley lines are. 0.5 rushing and receiving is what underdog has. What do we have? on probably under 75.5 rushing yards is the market line 53% probability god damn it and this was updated 1134 so this is pretty fresh all right we got to go lower on saquon i guess the pick'em the pick'em is my hedge of <laughs> the things i think this week uh god damn it all right well we got one more leg to hit for this this pick'em which is part of the process here who else do i love i do love Devonte adams I mean, I, I don't, but I do. Let's go back to the Raiders. 
All right, we got this one here. Raiders. Oh, I shouldn't have closed that. All right, Adams. Adams. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Adams, according to our probably data, has a 52% chance of going under on 74.5 receiving yards. But this line is 73.5, so there is a little bit of flexibility there. Do we have the most recent 73.5? No. 6.5 receptions. I think that's a higher. Yeah, I don't have a market receptions line that's credible right now. All right. We're taking a higher. We're taking a higher. I don't care. Higher. 6.5 receptions. The final pickup slip that I, of course, cannot submit in Pennsylvania, but feel free to tag me in it. If it fails or if it succeeds, let me know. Uh, we're going lower on Alvin Kamara's 56.5 rushing yards. Still a great spot for him, but I think he gets there in the pass game. We're going higher on Pop Douglas's 41.5 receiving yards, which might have moved through the course of this video. So something to keep in mind. Actually, did that, did that go up? Okay, no, I don't know why it's blocked out here, uh, but I, usually that means the line moved. I don't know why. Mac Jones, 0.5 interceptions, higher. He's going to be slinging it, guys. There's risks with Mac Jones if he's dropping back a lot and passing, but he's going to have a good day. He's just going to throw a pick along the way, perhaps. Saquon Barkley, lower on 76.5, or 75.5 rushing yards, excuse me. Um, think it'll be a good day for Saquon. Doesn't have to be just pure rushing, so uh, that we can take this line and not feel too bad about it. And of course, the real splash play is believing in Devontae Adams one more week. Devontae Adams higher, 6.5 receptions. He's going to get the targets. Does he convert them a little better? Do the drop sees go away that he's had the last few weeks? I certainly hope so because Devontae Adams, I think, is still a very talented player who could really help me out in best ball. And if he has resurgence here with Aiden O'Connell, I'd love to see it. So there we go. That's a pick em slip. And of course, a ceremonial thing where we try to submit it. And it won't let us because I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh, no, just, no, it can't detect my location. I'm in Pennsylvania. Won't let me put it in, but that's the name of the game here. Uh, not seeing any questions in chat. If you have any, drop them in now. But I guess real quickly, guys, again, Splash Play marches on Monday to Friday, every 11 a.m. So please subscribe down below. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Always willing to reply to any comment. Always want to look up data. Uh, talk back about your game theory. Whatever you want to do, drop a comment down below. And of course, go check out probably.com. That is my baby there that I just used to try to find some good bets on underdog. You can find a lot more just by sorting by profit. Uh, by probability and go an underdog just again anything over 55 percent, especially uh but 54 ish you can get away with uh you can still do that and make good pick em slips here and just use the math you don't have to make player takes and that's something i think is an important part of what we do at probably to so check it out which try to help it make it easy for you to get in good bets uh aoc yes remember i do remember her remember those <laughs> All right, guys, that's enough for the week. I uh, appreciate all you guys being here again. Please subscribe down below. Please follow me at Chris Spags. Please follow the show at Splash Play Pod. And no matter what you're playing out there, I hope you have a great week. So I wish you guys the best of luck. If I don't take things down, I do hope you do. So please go have some success out there on our behalf. Shout out to the Squirt Squad. Shout out to all you guys watching live. I will see you guys again next week. So enjoy your weekends. And of course, good luck. Bye. Ah, I don't know why. <laughs>